Truth lies in bedtime stories, from See Through News. Series five, a classical Chinese dirty joke, told thrice, by Sternwriter. Episode one, first time. Is this story even worth attempting to tell in a podcast? I mean, what are my chances, simply by means of whispering in your ears, of landing a more than thousand-year-old dirty joke I learned nearly forty years ago? The joke, by the way, is not only filthy but in Chinese, and not just modern Chinese, but classical Chinese, their equivalent of Latin. Now, this wouldn't necessarily be a problem, were it not for the fact that it's a visual joke that hinges on you being able to read Chinese script. I mean, this is ludicrous. The entire setup requires you to know how to write three relatively common Chinese characters, meaning big, great, and heaven. What chance then of my English words delivering the punchline for which you need to be able to visualize the more obscure Chinese character, meaning to swallow? And having made this quixotic attempt to translate a Tang Dynasty joke, I'm then going to tell it to you. A second time, and then a third. Now, second time round, I'll be passing on a story a student flatmate friend told me about his foolhardy decision to try and remember it years later, with no props or safety net, in a social situation of extreme tension. Well, I like a challenge, so I am up for it if you are. Here goes. The setup is actually very straightforward. It's almost a Tang Dynasty version of two men going into a bar. It goes like this: Many years ago, atop two neighboring mountain peaks were a Buddhist monastery and a Buddhist nunnery. Every day at the crack of dawn, it fell to one of the junior monks and one of the junior nuns to go down to the river between the two peaks to collect water for the morning ablutions. The young monk and the young nun would hoist a split bamboo pole onto their shoulders, attach two empty pails, and then make their way down narrow mountain paths to the stream in the foothills to fill them. One day, the water collection chore falls to a particularly winsome young nun. As she approaches the fork at the bottom of the mountain, where the paths from the monastery and nunnery meet. A particularly lusty young monk blocks her way. I'm a sporting man," declares the lusty monk. "Rather than just simply having my way with you, I'll ask you a riddle. Answer it correctly, and you may continue unmolested. Get it wrong, and well, I'll have my way with you. The water being needed, the path being narrow. And clearly finding herself in a joke, the winsome young nun agrees to the lusty young monk's terms. The monk faces the nun, spreads his feet wide, his arms wider, and asks, "What character am I?" The nun replies without hesitation, "You're clearly Da." Now I should explain here that the monk's pose resembles the common Chinese character Da, meaning big. It looks like a headless sick person with their feet planted wide and arms outstretched. 
Ha! cries the monk, delighted. Wrong! I'm not da! I'm tai! Okay, pay close attention here. The Chinese character tai, which means great, is identical to the character da, meaning big, remember, with one critical addition. Between the spread legs is an extra downward stroke that looks, when you think about it in this context, not to put too fine a point on it, like a massive cock. Lusty Mung starts to advance towards Winsome Nun, who says, Wait, you claim to be a sporting man, so permit me a riddle in return. If you answer correctly, you may proceed, but if not, you must let me pass unmolested. The water being needed, the request being reasonable and clearly finding himself in a joke, Lusty Monk agrees. Winsome Nun removes the pails from the split bamboo pole. She then balances the pole on her head before adopting the same pose the monk had, legs apart, arms stretched wider. What character am I? she asks. The monk replies straight away, you're Tian. Now, if at the top of the character for big, you add one extra horizontal stroke, it turns into the character Tian, meaning heaven. Lusty monk starts to advance, but Winsome Nun says, no, I'm not Tian. I'm Tuan. Now, if I were telling you this in Chinese and you had basic Chinese literacy, you would be cacking yourself with laughter. Trust me. You see, if at the bottom of the character for heaven, which, remember, looks like someone balancing a pole on their head with their legs apart and arms outstretched, you add three strokes, a short downward one, a right-angled one, and another short one below, you make a little box. On its own, this little box is the character for mouth. If you add the character for mouth to the bottom of the character for heaven, which is what the nun now looks like, having balanced the bamboo pole on her head, remember, this addition forms a new character, the character tun, meaning to swallow. Now this mouth, or box, between the spread legs suggests, in this context, not to put too fine a point on it, a massive vagina. Okay, maybe you wouldn't be cacking yourself, but you must admit that, as painfully explained jokes go, this one has more legs than most. At the very least, you might be able to imagine what a thrill it was for an undergraduate Chinese major to stumble across this thousand-year-old dirty joke. To put it in context for me, I just spent years being overawed by the exquisite poetry of the Tang Dynasty poets like Li Bai, Du Fu and Bai Juyi. The more layers of untranslatable genius were revealed to me, the more I felt I was barely scratching the surface of these literary demigods. With this joke, they suddenly revealed themselves to be mortals, up for a smutty snigger, even if it was wrapped in calligraphic illusion. It was like finding the Queen sparking up a crafty fag inside her horse-drawn carriage, or asking the Queen Mother to pull her finger. You might also be able to imagine I was keen to share this gem with others. As you're now painfully aware, it's never a good idea to explain a joke after you've told it, and it's a worse idea to explain it in order to tell it. In episode two, second time, 
I'll explain what happened when I told this joke to one of my student flatmates who was not studying Chinese, and what happened when, years later, he thought it might break the ice with a tableful of Chinese VIPs. The series was written, narrated and produced by Sternwriter. Audio production by Rupert Kirkham. The Truth Lies in Bedtime Stories is a see-through news production. See-through news is a non-profit social media network with the goal of speeding up carbon drawdown by helping the inactive become active. For more, visit seethroughnews.org. Thank you for listening.